Hi, and welcome back to the Beauty of Conflict podcast. We know you're busy, and we want to make it easy for you to understand how conflict may likely be showing up in a way that's impacting your team negatively. We've recorded the first three chapters of our book for you to listen to for free. Get your free audio sample at thriveinc.com forward slash free sample. That's T-H-R-I-V-E-I-N-C.com forward slash F-R-E-E-S-A-M-P-L-E. Hi, I'm Susan Clark. And I'm Chris Marie Campbell. And today we're going to talk about the executive skill that no one talks about. So we're going to talk about it. Yes. And what is it, Susan? You know, it's receiving feedback. Well. Well. Receiving feedback well. Not just receiving feedback, (laughs) but the skill part of it is to do it well. So here we are. You know, people talk about feedback a lot. I mean, we've talked about feedback. Breakfast of champions. It's really important to do. So feedback gets a lot of press. But again, it's kind of like the listening skill that we've talked about sometimes that doesn't, people don't pay tons of money to learn, but it would be really helpful (laughs) if they did. So Um, Learning how to receive feedback well is critical to your success. And we're doing a lot of 360s right now for a few different companies. And so we're debriefing their reports to them. And it's clear some people really engage in it and other people kind of don't. And that's that skill of receiving feedback. And receiving feedback is a skill that can be cultivated. I mean, let's just for a moment kind of riff off of the idea of like, we talk about it, like breakfast of champions, feedback, blah, 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 blah. But feedback is a little bit like the word conflict. I say I love it. I say I want it. <laughs> but then I have to admit, there's a whole lot of stuff that goes on inside of me when I'm going to get it. It's true. I mean, <laughs> some people are, some people have, we're wired differently. Yeah. And the key is to know your own wiring. Like when you actually get feedback, is it like, oh, bracing, did I pass the test? Or is it like, oh, okay, ouch, but I'm interested. I want to learn. And depending on your stress level, that can also change and impact your mindset of when you're getting feedback. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I mean, it's just helpful to know a little bit, even just something you can do while you're listening to us is think about really when the word feedback comes up, what do you start to think? How do you respond? What do you notice in your body? Do you start to explain yourself right away? Or, you know? <laughs> well, what have you been your experiences yes. with feedback? Because those that were cultivated probably early on, if you had positive experiences getting feedback, you might have a more resilient system, more of a growth mindset around feedback. Otherwise, if you were shamed and humiliated early on, probably not, you know, you might have more of a fixed mindset about it. So it's brittle. important to know. Now, so I want to talk about also why you want feedback. And one, we all have blind spots and we don't even know that we have blind spots. That's why they're called blind spots. Yeah, I know. And it, but it's, I think I remember the feeling of somebody pointing out, you know, that I would slap my hands together in the beginning of a meeting and I had no awareness of it. And when I did it again and they said, there, there it is. I was like, wow. You know, it was such a kind of like mind blown because I did not have any clue that I was doing it. Yes. Definitely my blind spot. So, I mean, the other reason and the benefit of feedback is some of the, some of the benefits. I mean, relationships are are richer and stronger. Your own self-esteem is more secure. So I was thinking you don't have to have high self-esteem, but you need to be able to kind of ride the boat and you actually be in yourself and know when it's low and know when it's high and you get a little less wobbly when you're having regular 
feedback. Well, I think if I have more of that brittle tendency and I'm like, uh oh, I'm getting feedback, this is going to be a judgment that I can't survive. Like my self esteem is pinned on the feedback out there with that person versus having my own sense of, hey, I get feedback and I integrate it and I'm able to digest it and I learn and grow. Yes. And also, we, yeah, like you said, you get better at things and you, we learn and grow. It's a good way to look at it. And people that are feedback seekers, actually, they've done studies on this, have higher job satisfaction, are more creative, they adapt better to change, and they turn, they, there's less turnover for them in their jobs. And actually, the gold star for those that seek actual negative feedback, like tell me, give, you know, to the, your tougher, toughest critics, they have higher job performance because they're willing to hear that really tough stuff. So just to, to state, you know, getting feedback or receiving feedback. It's a skill. It's a skill and it's, it can be cultivated. And it's a process and of sorting and filtering the message. And so really, when you get feedback, what you're really getting is an incredible opportunity to see how the other person sees things. Mm -hmm. We talk about this when we dive more deeply into our communication model. And, and when somebody offers you their world, that is a rich gift. It really, at that moment in time, doesn't have a whole lot to do with you. You're getting to see their world. I don't think people really get that. When someone, I'm giving you feedback, Susan. So listeners, I want you to think about this because we tend to think somebody's saying something, it's truth. But when I say, when you're late, I can't even think of an example, but when I'm giving you, I'm, I'm sharing the data, the story and how I interpret, you know, my interpretation and the impact it has on me. And that's how I put my world together. Like, oh, I know one, Susan, you know, you should return emails within 24 hours because otherwise people won't respect you. That is, that is. A, so you know, what I, in that moment, if I don't take anything on personally, like I'm a, I'm not a respected person. By people, <laughs> you're not. Oh, no. <laughs> if I don't go there and just think, wow, I get when Chris Marie does all that stuff she does around making sure an email's responded to in 24 hours, that is like huge respect points <laughs> whether for me or for someone else. So I get to learn about you. Yeah. Now then I can weigh in to, do I agree or disagree? But that's not right then. I'm just getting feedback. Mm -hmm. but, uh, and where we can get off track is no, no, no. Even the giver. No, I am right about this. This is the law of doing business. You know, I can make it a real concrete piece. We could get into a whole discussion right <laughs> now about this very subject of answering an email within 24 hours, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> but you can see. So what does make feedback so hard? And really, this is one of those continuums where on the one side, we are designed to want to grow and learn. We do. Like toddlers want to learn how to walk. When we're in life, maybe we want to take classes, go to yoga. Even in retirement, people travel and learn new languages. We have an innate, as human species, desire to learn and grow. We, we also have an innate desire to be accepted and respect it. Yes. And for who I am right I now, you should love and respect me and accept me just the way I am. Now, here's the deal. There's a tension. That is the tension in feedback. Because in the moment that someone gives it to you, you get an opportunity to learn and grow, but you might find out you're not as accepted or respected, or at least from that person's point of view. Yeah. So it can be uncomfortable. Right. So the real leader challenge or the skill that nobody talks about is receiving feedback well. And that means, what we mean by that is engaging in the conversation skillfully while somebody is giving you feedback, making thoughtful choices about the information. And really a big, huge piece is managing your emotional triggers. We're going to talk about that. 
and being able to- I just want to make one comment. This is not about getting rid of your emotions. No. It's about handling the ones that have you triggered. Right. You know? And we all get triggered. It's going to happen. But it's also trying on seeing yourself in a new way because this other person sees you very differently, their perception of you. And ultimately, it can also be about well, no, setting boundaries. I'm not, I'm not going to take that feedback mm-hmm. in, not swallowing it whole as well. So one way to think about this, and this actually came to us through uh, watching a video through the Center of Creative Leadership. I think it is. Anyway, it's called Loca- Conscious Leadership. Conscious Leadership. The, the little video is called Location, Location, Location. You can find it on YouTube. Yes. <laughs> but what it really depicts, and this is something we talk about as well, but they do it in a kind of neat graphical way, it's, yeah. is the idea that we either react We're either in a reactive survival mode or a thriving responsive mode. And that it's a line. And below the line is that reactive, surviving. We become really serious. It's very critical. We have to defend ourselves. All sorts of things happen. And above the line, it's less serious, creativity, play, all sorts of things start to happen. And so above the line is more growth, thriving, interest, creative. Below the line is survival, defend, rawr, seriousness. Yeah. And, and let's face it, we're always moving yeah. along that line. That's- because I have to say, our brain is wired for survival. So it's always scanning for danger, which will put us more naturally below the line. So we have to kind of work to shift to above the line. I want to make that clear. Like you're not broken because you're not like always in creative and play mode. I think why I think this is an important part in terms of receiving feedback is because if you begin to recognize, I'm always going to be, yeah, I'm moved between above and below the line. I sometimes am reacting. So the more you make it, give yourself some compassion and start to just appreciate so that you can actually learn when am I above the line? When am I below the line? And really come to understand how it, how you think, feel, and live in both of those places, you're going to have a lot more choice. I think, yeah, I think, Susan, recognizing that there is a below and above and knowing for you listeners, what is your own unique cocktail of below the line? And what is your own unique cocktail of above the line? Because the more you can start to notice and track, you can take steps to shift to go back above the line. And uh, go ahead. What we want to talk about now, though, is like three kind of classic obstacles or triggers that can occur when receiving feedback. Yeah, because feedback is great and we can get emotionally triggered and completely miss the message. This is, I think, so important. I don't know how many times when I'm talking to someone, coaching them, they've got something, you know, I got this message that I'm da 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 da. And I could just see, wow, let's just first figure out what really was the information you got? Because, <laughs> but often at the time that I'm talking to them, there's there's such a uh, charge. Charge, you know, either a boss is sat firing that person, or the person who's on the receiving end is like, oh my god, I'm a worthless human being. <laughs> and both of those, actually, but in both of those situations, that person is in an emotional trigger. Right. So, so they're not. So that trigger, and if you're having a conversation, we can get triggered right in the middle of the mm-hmm. conversation which really stops us from engaging skillfully in that conversation to hear and understand the feedback. And, and this is really why we call it the thing that, you know, executives, the skill that is most underutilized by executives or not talked about anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we want to talk about it. So there's three triggers. One is the truth trigger, the this- relationship trigger, and that's two. And the third one is the identity trigger. So the truth trigger, trigger, <laughs> that's kind of hard to say, the truth trigger 
is really information comes in. You were inappropriate in that meeting. And what starts to happen is the person starts to deny the feedback like, whoa, something's off. It's unhelpful or it's simply not true. This is not true. It's ridiculous. And we feel indignant or exasperated or wrong. Like, how could you say that about me? You're, I am not that. I'll give a little example of this one because this was one that for me really was a big one a long time ago. Like I remember... And it, it was, I wasn't quite as indignant as you're describing at first, <laughs> but what happened was I got feedback that I was, um, this was when I was working at the front desk of a resort, you know, that I was just too, I guess somebody had reported to my boss that I was too angry and always too angry. And, and she was like, you know, you need to work on your anger. Cause apparently you're just, you're too angry when you're talking to guests. And I remember I was like, oh, that that's just ridiculous. I, I'm not angry. Like I just. First off, because it didn't make sense to me. Like I was like, but I'm not angry. So how could that be? (laughs) So that's often, I think this is great, Susan, because so often when we bump into our truth trigger, we kind of just, well, that's not true and dismiss the feedback. Yeah. And then actually, thankfully in, in my world, I was, I had another person who was working for me who was like, before you dismiss that at hand, you know, let me... How about if I give you a little more information that I think might be important to understanding why someone might give you feedback that you're angry? And she actually ended up breaking it down and describing how she's seen me operate sometimes at the front desk, which I don't really have a super smiley face. So maybe people (laughs) in the front desk of resort expect big smiley people. That's (laughs) not me. Secondly, when someone would present me with something they wanted taken care of, I would be, I would kind of pull my brow together. And cause I'm thinking in my head, I'm thinking about it like, okay, well, what do I have to do to take care of that? How do I, okay. 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 All right. Got it. I know what I have to do. And then I'd walk away without saying, without anything. saying anything. <laughs> and, or I'd say, I'll take care of that. And I'd walk away. And so when my friend here described me and put it in the context of those behavioral aspects are things, you know, that I could relate to is, oh, I do do that. <laughs> I realized, oh, no, I'm not angry. That didn't fit. But I could see how maybe somebody else would find that abrupt. That's what she said. I don't know if anger, you know, I could use a different word. Like you're just sort of non-responsive and maybe you take care of business. I know that about you, but they don't. So they yeah. just think you might be angry. But it was so helpful when I could, that was the real message in the feedback but I was dismissive of the feedback because it didn't make ridic- any sense to me. It had, yeah. you know, it didn't fit into anything that was solid. That's a great example, Susan. I love it. Uh, the next trigger is the relationship trigger, and so this uh, somebody is giving you feedback, or yeah, and all of a sudden it becomes about the person or your relationship to them. So if like somebody says you're late, and it's like. Oh my God. If you tell me you're late and I'm like, Oh my God, I was stopping by the store to get your favorite meal for your family. That's visiting. I can't believe you're telling me I'm late. You can tell this is what has actually (laughs) happened before. (laughs) So we all of a sudden in this relationship trigger, what we believe about either the person has no credibility or how can you, we, we feel like, how can you be treating me this way with all I've done for you? So we feel incensed and our focus shifts away from the feedback itself to the audacity of the person delivering it. Are they malicious or just stupid? And uh, this is one where I got caught up in somebody's relationship trigger when I was doing a, a debrief of this for this gentleman. And 
his boss gave him bad scores and, and it became all about how the boss was bad. And I didn't even recognize like, whoa, we're over on the, and missing actually the message and the feedback. So it can be quite, it can really be a switchback or a sidetrack. Right. So the key is to bring it back down to, wait a minute, before we go off into whether you deserve the feedback or whatever (laughs) might be going on for you, what is the feedback that you got? And even if you're doing really good things, do you tend to be late sometimes? Do you tend, you know, looking at the separating the who from the what? Right, right. Now, the third trigger is the identity trigger. And this is when somebody's giving you feedback and all of a sudden it's like, your internal alarm goes off and they're saying something about you that really collides with your own sense of I'm okay. And so all of a sudden you start to feel threatened. You are unsure of what to feel about yourself. You may be overwhelmed, ashamed or off balance. And at this point, you're just basically trying to survive. Like, oh my God, can I get out of here? Because this is horrifying. And so you either, maybe you're just collapsing in that meeting or you counterattack to try to like stop the person in their tracks. And so, I mean, I can think of times in this one where it's like, let's say you come to me and say, you don't care about our business. You're, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not invested. You're not putting in the time. And in that moment, I can get all sorts of things start to happen. I can one, start to explain myself to you, the counterattack, or I can just collapse and go, it's true. I'm a worthless person. (laughs) I, you know, if I was really committed to the business, I'd do it better. You know, this is that I'm lazy. I obviously don't. And all that starts to happen is all of these big, huge things about who I am as a person come to mind instead of like, I just didn't get something to you on time or I was supposed to be on a call and I missed it, which is really the feedback. You know, a couple of times I missed a call or a couple of times I'd missed turning something in. It's not the whole, you know, my whole identity is not wrapped up in I'm a horrible person. So this is, this is one of those tricky ones because it's just, it feels so loud inside your own body or my body when it's happening. And so some things you can do is one, know your own wiring. Do you, are you more sensitive or do you have more of a, are you brittle or are you robust in the sense of like, you can take a two by four and it's not going to knock you over or it's like, Ooh, I'm pretty sensitive. So that's one thing, but then you want to kind of right size the feedback or dismantle your distortions. Because this is an example, like you taking something and making it really big versus, you know what? She's just actually giving me feedback on, I didn't turn this in. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like some, I mean, I've been in this situation with coaching someone, like they got a message. You said to me that I've got to be on the top of my game. Now that may, in tomorrow's meeting or, you know, and that night they're sleeping. Does that, does my boss think I no good that I haven't, uh, what does he think? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to be incompetent. So when, you know, you spin out on all of that. You can even go further. Like, well, wait a minute. Last week when he said that, does that mean he's never had confidence in me? Oh my gosh. Yes, because bigger a whole different bigger, thing. Bigger. Versus, wait a minute. Oh, my boss wants me to be at my best. Right. Must think my best is pretty good. That's a whole nother way to look at it. But Absolutely. if you're in an identity trigger, you won't look at it that yeah. way. So really, just to summarize, kind of shifting these triggers. If when you're in a truth trigger, first, make sure you you really understand the feedback. I love your example, Susan, like I'm not angry, but like there are some things I do that may be disruptive to the relationship I'm having with 
yeah, I could, I could get that. And a key skill is using is reflecting back. So you're saying I'm angry. What, and you could even, and then it's the other thing is shift from wrong spotting. Like, oh my gosh, I am not angry to different spotting. Like what's different? Like, well, tell me more. And your friend was the one who was able to tell you more about, well, your brow furrows, you don't say anything, you walk away, you're not smiling. And that's really powerful. In the relationship trigger, when it's, I'm like, oh my God, you said I'm late. Oh my God, do you realize what I'm doing? And I'm doing this all for you. You want to avoid the switchback, which is switching the focus from the feedback to the relationship. And even though I might have a legitimate concern about, you need to appreciate me because of all the work that I'm doing, going to the store, getting your family. But that has nothing to do with the feedback that I'm late. Yeah. And then you may need to have some a conversation later about some of the things going on in the relationship if that if you yeah. had that but that's a different thing yeah yeah and so you really want to disentangle in the relationship trigger the what the feedback from the who and uh one of the things they say in a relationship is stop because what happens was you say i'm late and i feel blamed so i'm turning around and i'm blaming you why don't you appreciate me which of course you then feel blamed and you probably take my responses. I'm making all these excuses of why I'm late. And really the, it's a dynamic between us and what we're each, it's helpful to go, okay, what are we each contributing to this problem? That might take a little space to actually do that, but that's That's how you share that. And the identity trigger, this is what we were talking about. And some of the tools you can use right when it starts to happen, when your alarm system goes off because your amygdala is firing, you're in this stress state, you're not thinking clearly, your IQ is literally dropping 10 to 15 points, is actually just take some breath. Even while the other person's talking, you can kind of focus more inside, deeper breaths into your low belly. You also want to feel your feet and your seat. And these are our stress tools that we talk about. And if the person is sitting across from you, you can actually break eye contact, lean back in your chair and just turn and look at something else in the room for a a millisecond and then turn and find something else. Like break that like narrow focused gaze gaze of that is my predator who's attacking me right now. So those will help bring down your nervous system in the moment. Feedback is important because other people's perceptions matter. Who you are and how you show up influence your credibility with them, their trust in you, and the strength of your working relationship. So the idea is you want to be able to receive feedback well to close the gap between your own inner perceptions and their perceptions, which is why people that seek feedback have richer relationships, have higher job performance, higher self-esteem because they are constantly matching their insides with other people's perceptions of them. Okay. Well, hopefully you found this useful and you'll consider trying on getting feedback and notice what comes up and what happens. Take care. Well, thanks for joining us. We hope you found today's episode valuable. If you want to take some of what you've learned on today's episode to the next level, check out our new step-by-step, easy-to-use team kit to get your team from avoiding conflict to discovering the beauty in conflict. Go to www.thriveinc.com forward slash team kit to learn more. That's www.thriveinc.com forward slash T-E-A-M-K-I-T.